Hello, and welcome to this week's Aging with Grace podcast titled, A Positive Companion is Like a Butterfly, Loneliness is Like a Mosquito. I'm D.G. Linton Gridley, founder and owner of Aging with Grace, a company dedicated to improving our members' our customers' health and quality of life through home and community-based services. Most of our members have experienced a loss of two or more of the activities of daily living and need a little assistance to have the best health and quality of life. Aging with Grace helps people one-on-one in their homes and also at the Fountain of Youth Clubhouse, where we have good food, fun, and friends, and a nurse to help our members to their best health. But enough about aging with grace. I'm here to talk about something that is important to all of us, no matter what our age. I try to give you news you can use in these Aging with Grace podcasts, news you can use in your daily life to help you to be happier and healthier. I always have my ear to the ground, so to speak, concerning health information. Another metaphor for my propensity for health information is I always have my antenna out. (laughs) If you follow me, you know about the flower of health and B. Weller. B. Weller is a cartoon caricature of a bee, and she is my alter ego. She is always buzzing about the latest buzz about health. (laughs) In my flower of health illustration, of all the factors contributing to good health, there is a butterfly next to the flower of health. The butterfly represents a positive companion, Because for our best health, we need a companion who is a positive influence on us. This does not have to be a romantic partner, although many times it is a romantic partner. It can even be a child or a dog. In any case, without this positive companion or a substitute for a positive companion, we will be lonely. And loneliness hurts our health. We are so independent-minded here in America. We think we can go it alone and be fine. In my research, I found these articles from reputable sources, and I would like to share them with you now. The first is from Healthline.com. It starts with symptoms. If you're lonely, you may feel sad, empty, or as if you're lacking something important when you spend time by yourself. Chronic loneliness can also involve the following symptoms. Decreased energy, or feeling foggy or unable to focus and insomnia, interrupted sleep or other sleep issues, and decreased appetite, and feelings of self-doubt, hopelessness, or worthlessness, and a tendency to get sick frequently, and body aches and pains, and feelings of anxiousness or restlessness, and increased shopping, and substance misuse, and increased desire to binge-watch shows or movies, or and or cravings for physical warmth such as hot drinks, baths, or cozy clothes and bl- and blankets. Diagnosis. Loneliness, the next section is called diagnosis. Loneliness or even chronic loneliness isn't a specific mental health condition. However, experts increasingly recognize the ways loneliness can affect your physical and emotional health. If you've been feeling lonely and experience unexplained symptoms, such as the above signs of loneliness that I just listed, talking to a mental health professional could help. A therapist can help you uncover any possible mental health causes of your symptoms. Even though there's no diagnosis for loneliness, therapy can help you access support and potentially helpful resources. A therapist can also teach you tips to cope with the effects of loneliness 
and help you explore ways to make positive changes. Complications is the next section. Experts increasingly suggest loneliness and isolation can have far-reaching effects on health, whether they occur together or independently of each other. Here's a look at what some, some recent research says. And this is about chronic illness. A 2017 review from a trusted source of 40 studies on social isolation and loneliness found evidence to link these states to a higher risk of early death, cardiovascular issues, and worsened mental health. Another 2017 study looked at results from the 2012 Swiss Health Survey and found evidence to link loneliness to increased risk for high blood pressure, high cholesterol, emotional distress, diabetes, and depression. And this is how it affects sleep quality. Results of a 2017 study looking at more than 2,000 twins suggest that young adults who felt lonely tended to have a lower quality of sleep. The study also found evidence to suggest that experiencing violence could worsen feelings of loneliness. A 2010 study looking at 215 adults supports the link between loneliness and poor sleep quality going on to suggest that lower sleep quality can cause difficulty functioning during the day. According to a 2018 study of 639 older adults, both loneliness and social isolation can affect sleep quality. This next section is about depression. A 2016 study looking at the link between loneliness and social isolation in 1,116 twin payers found evidence to suggest lonely people often had depression. According to a 2018 review of 88 studies looking at loneliness and depression, loneliness had a moderately significant impact on depression risk. And this next section is on stress. Results of a 2017 study looking at 8,382 adults aged 65 and older suggests both loneliness and depression increase risk of cognitive decline. And this next section's titled Treatment. While loneliness may not be a diagnosable condition, you can still get help dealing with feelings of loneliness. Finding the best way to address loneliness often depends on what's causing it. For example, you might have trouble getting to know people, whether they're new friends or potential romantic partners and or you may have just moved to a new city and miss your old haunts, and or you may have a lot of casual relationships but none that seem meaningful, and or you might have feelings of self-doubt, low self-esteem, or social anxiety that get in the way of building connections with others. In all cases, talking to a therapist can help you find ways to make changes, If you're dealing with mental or physical health issues that isolate you or worsen feelings of loneliness, getting help for these issues can help by making it easier for you to reach out to others. If you feel lonely without really knowing why, you may find therapy helps narrow down possible causes. It can be hard to deal with feelings of loneliness if you aren't sure what's happening. A professional can help you examine any situations in your life that might be creating these feelings. This next section is called Lifestyle Tips. It's possible a few lifestyle changes could help you feel less lonely. These may not completely address any underlying causes of loneliness, such as mental health issues or relationship concerns, 
but they can help you get started. These tips can help you feel more engaged with others. Stay in touch with loved ones. If you've just moved, try to talk to friends and family weekly. Apps like Skype, Snapchat, and Facebook Messenger let you send video clips or communicate through video. It may not feel the same as in-person contact, but it can help you remember the people you love are still there for you. And or volunteer or participate in community events. Find a few areas you're interested in and try to get involved. Consider helping at library book sales, donating a weekend a month to your local animal shelter, helping out with trash cleanup, or spending a few hours working at your local food bank. Libraries are also a good place to find out about community events. And or try a new hobby. If you feel lonely but have a good amount of free time, think about things you've always wanted to try. Dance, woodworking, art, guitar. Your library, a local community college, or other community organizations will have information about local hobbies and events. Apps like Facebook and Meetup can also help you find events in your community and meet people who have the same interests. And or get out of the house. Technology can have a lot of benefits. You might enjoy the convenience of having meals delivered to your door or movies through a Wi-Fi connection, but technology can also make it easier to miss out. Try an evening out at your local theater or take a walk to to your neighborhood farmer's market to get ingredients for your next meal. Make a goal of greeting and talking to a few new people each time you go out, even if it's as simple as a smile and hello. And or adopt a pet. Having another living creature to come home to could help your life feel fuller and increase your feelings of connection to the world in general. Research consistently suggests pets can have a number of mental health benefits, including decreasing loneliness. What's more, walking a dog, or cat in some cases, can also help increase your chances of meeting new people. The next section is titled Prevention. The following tips can often help you keep from feeling lonely in the first place. Get comfortable with spending time alone. This doesn't mean you have to be alone all the time. It's generally considered important for people to have at least some contact with others. But if you enjoy the time you spend on your own, you're more likely to feel positive about it, even when being alone may not be your first choice. And or choose fulfilling and rewarding activities. Relaxing on the sofa in front of your favorite TV show can feel comforting, and humorous content in particular may have a positive impact on your mood. But make sure to include a range of activities in your life, including creative or physical pursuits. Even listening to music or reading a book could have more of a positive impact on loneliness. And or make time for exercise. Exercise is known to have a positive impact on mental health. While exercise may not relieve loneliness on its own, it can help improve your mood overall and increase your feelings of wellness, which may offer some protection against loneliness. And or enjoy the outdoors. Sunlight can help increase serotonin levels in your body, which can help improve your mood. Research suggests spending time in nature can help relieve feelings of depression, anxiety, and stress. Joining a walk, a group walk or team sport can also help you connect with others at the same time. And that is the end of the article from Healthline.com. This next article is from Great Britain's public health website. I was surprised to learn that Great Britain even has a minister of loneliness. 
the minister's job is an important one to decrease loneliness and thereby improve mental and physical health. 14% of Great Britain's population is suffering from loneliness, and the government pays for health care in the United Kingdom, so of course lessening loneliness will lead to lower health care costs. And this next section is titled, Causes of Loneliness. This is from the um, United Kingdom's health um, public health site website. Loneliness has many different causes and it can affect people of all ages. It is often linked with things that could prevent you spending time with other people, such as living or working alone and or retirement and or illness or disability and or bereavement, losing someone or something and or moving to a new area, new job, school or university and or social anxiety, social phobia. However, you do not have to be on your own all the time to feel lonely. Many people feel lonely in a relationship or while spending time with friends or family. Other significant life events such as buying a house, having a baby, or planning a wedding could also lead to feelings of loneliness. You might find it hard to explain to people why you feel this way, but talking to someone could help you find a solution. This next section is called Dealing with Loneliness. Loneliness can affect us all at any time of our lives. We might live in a busy city or a rural location on our own or with others and still feel isolated. Understanding our own reasons for feeling lonely and how to manage it can make a big difference to our mental well-being. And although it can be difficult to talk about, sharing our feelings of loneliness can encourage others to talk too. Find out about possible signs of loneliness, reasons we feel lonely, and ways to manage it. There's also links to support to more support if you or someone else needs it. What is loneliness is the next section. Everyone's experiences of loneliness are different. It's very subjective and personal to us. You should not blame yourself for feeling lonely now or at any other time. And it's also really important to remember that loneliness and, and difficult feelings can pass. Some ways loneliness can be experienced are... Emotional loneliness, a lack of emotional attachment to someone like a close friend or partner. And or social loneliness, a lack of friends to go out with or who share our hobbies or interests. And or existential loneliness, a sense of being in a room of people you know and still feeling lonely. Some people experience loneliness occasionally, perhaps only at certain times like Sundays or Christmas while others feel lonely all the time, which is sometimes called chronic loneliness. And this next section is called Signs or Symptoms of Loneliness. We often talk about feelings of loneliness, such as feeling isolated or not feeling connected, but we can also have physical symptoms of loneliness, and it can also affect our behavior. For instance, you may get nervous about or avoid going to social events and or change your daily ha- daily routines like stop cooking for yourself, caring about your appearance or getting up early, and or find it difficult to get to sleep or stay asleep. And this next section's titled Loneliness and Our Health. If loneliness is very severe or lasts a long time, it may increase the risk of some physical conditions such as dementia and mental health conditions such as stress, anxiety, low mood, or depression. 
And the next section is titled, What Causes Loneliness? There can be many reasons for our loneliness, and sometimes there is no obvious cause, and it's just how we feel. However, things that happen to us in life, like losing a loved one, perhaps through a bereavement or breakup, can make us feel lonely. Other life changes, especially those that take us away from home or those that may cause us to be more socially isolated, can also make us feel lonely, including leaving to go to university and or having to stay home or look after a newborn baby and or a long-term health condition that results in either long stays in a hospital or being unable to leave home and or becoming a full-time caregiver for someone we live with. Find out more about what can make us feel lonely and what support is available for dealing with life's challenges. This next section is titled Tips on Dealing with Loneliness. Here is some practical advice on ways to cope with loneliness for you or someone you are helping to lift out of loneliness. Number one, keep in touch with people. Regular chats with friends and family can help to combat loneliness. Just talking to someone in that moment can really help when you feel alone and help the person you contact. Try to do this regularly, as most of us love hearing from others. Plus, being more sociable might make it easier to reach out when you notice any signs of loneliness. Messaging old friends and colleagues or creating a group chat on apps like WhatsApp or Messenger are good ways to feel more connected. Number two, join a group. Being part of a group or club is a great way to connect with and meet people. Look for groups to join in person or online that focus on things you like or activities you would like to try. If you're in a group, remember to always welcome others and involve them, as it can really help anyone who might be shy or lack confidence when meeting new people. Number three, do things you enjoy. Filling your time doing things you might, you like might be a way to stop you from focusing on your loneliness, which can improve your well-being. Spend, spending time outdoors in green spaces, exercising, or going to a sport, participating in a sporting event, reading, and listening to podcasts and radio shows are great ways to boost your mood and occupy your mind. Number four, share your feelings. Talking more openly about about how loneliness affects you can really help. Hearing a familiar voice or seeing a friendly face can also make us feel less isolated. Try not to compare yourself with others. Some people only share the good things happening to them, especially on social media, so comparing yourself to others can make you feel lonelier. Plus, we can never be sure what someone else is going through. Number five, connect with others or volunteer to help. Think about people you know who might be feeling lonely and try to connect with them, which might also make you feel less lonely too. If you pass someone you recognize, try smiling and say hello. And if you start chatting, could you swap phone numbers or suggest joining or setting up a local group together? Getting to know people in your area can help with social isolation, especially when moving somewhere new. Arranging to meet new friends in a safe public place for a walk outside or inviting someone out for a cup of tea or coffee can be a great way to help lift each other out of loneliness. It might be harder for people who have been lonely for a while to be open to connecting, so give them time to respond to your friendly contact. Volunteering is also a great way to meet people, and seeing the benefits of your actions can really help to boost your mental well-being. Number six, invite someone along to activities near you. 
There are many free and low-cost activities you can take part in throughout the year. Look for suggested events in your local area and invite someone to come along. And that's the end of the article from the United Kingdom's Public Health Service. The United States National Institute of Health also had a lot to say about loneliness and the negative health implications of loneliness. Here is an excerpt of the article titled Understanding the Biology of Loneliness. Losing a sense of connection and community changes a person's perception of the world. Someone experiencing chronic loneliness feels threatened and mistrustful of others, which activates a biological defense mechanism, according to Steve Cole, Ph.D., director of the Social Genomics Core Laboratory at the University of California, Los Angeles. His NIA-funded research focuses on understanding the physiological pathways of loneliness, the different ways that loneliness affects how your mind and body function, and developing social and psychological interventions to combat it. For example, loneliness may alter the tendency of cells in the immune system to promote inflammation, which is necessary to help our bodies heal from injury, Dr. Cole said. But inflammation that lasts too long increases the risk of chronic diseases. Loneliness acts as a fertilizer for other diseases, Dr. Cole said. The biology of loneliness can accelerate the buildup of plaque and arteries, help cancer cells grow and spread, and promote inflammation in the brain leading to Alzheimer's disease. Loneliness promotes several different types of wear and tear on the body. People who feel lonely may also have weakened immune cells that have trouble fighting off viruses, which makes them more vulnerable to some infectious diseases, he added. NIA-supported research by Dr. Cole and others shows that having a sense of mission and purpose in life is linked to healthier immune cells. Helping others through caregiving or volunteering also helps people feel less lonely. Working for a social cause or purpose with others who share your values and are trusted partners puts you in contact with others and helps develop a greater sense of community, he noted. And that's the end of the article excerpt from the U.S. National Institute of Health. Earlier in this podcast, I mentioned how the United Kingdom has a minister of loneliness to help reduce the nation's health care costs in Great Britain. America's version on national health care is Medicare. And Medicare has noticed how loneliness drives up health care costs here in the U.S. too. I found this article while researching for another podcast uh, few weeks ago on the PACE program in episode 48, dated March 12, 23. Uh, This article is titled, Insight on the Issues. Medicare spends more on socially isolated older adults. And it was written by a number of people and organizations, Linda Flowers, Ari Hauser, Claire Noel Miller, Jonathan Shaw, Monica Farid, Jay Bhattacharya, Lena Shoemaker, Harvard University, Stanford University, and the AARP Public Health Public Policy Institute. Introduction. Social isolation, defined as a lack of meaningful contacts with others, is a significant risk factor for poor health status and increased mortality. Older adults may be especially at risk for social social isolation because they are more likely to have experiences 
like the loss of friends and loved ones or the onset of health problems that increase their need for a strong foundation of robust social relationships. Although it seems logical that older adults who lack meaningful relationships would have higher health care spending, no studies have examined this, this issue. Therefore, the AARP Public Policy Institute partnered with Stanford University Center on the Demography and Economics of Health and Aging to investigate the link between social isolation and Medicare spending. Medicare is a federal insurance program that covered over 46 million people ages 65 and older in 2015. Medicare helps pay for vital health services, including inpatient hospital care, preventive care, physician visits, prescription drugs, and other services. This study focused on the relationship between social isolation and Medicare spending because Medicare is the primary payer for health care services for virtually all Americans ages 65 and older. This study is the first to explore the relationship between social isolation and Medicare spending. We found that a lack of social contacts among older adults is associated with an estimated $6.7 billion in additional Medicare spending annually. And this next section is titled Background. Social Isolation as a Social Determinant of Health. Social determinants of health are the conditions under which people are born, live, learn, work, and age that affect health, functioning, health and social risks, and overall quality of life. Socially isolated older adults are at greater risk for poor health and death than their well-connected counterparts. However, information is lacking on whether social isolation among older adults affects healthcare spending. This study is the first to examine whether social isolation also affects healthcare spending among older adults. By examining Medicare spending data, this study found that a lack of social contacts among older adults is associated with an estimated $6.7 billion in additional federal spending annually. Wow, I think we need a minister of loneliness in this country. A billion, 6.7 billion, that's just unimaginable. What a waste. This, the COVID epidemic and our society's and government's reaction to it fostered and exacerbated loneliness, as we know. We are still suffering from loneliness caused by the, by the COVID shutdown. Aging with Grace's Fountain of Youth Clubhouse only has two members attending these days. We are just now ramping up with social events and outreach like we used to do regularly before 2020. We are having a derby warm-up party on Tuesday, May 2nd at 5 p.m. RSVPs required because we are serving dinner. This is 2023 when I'm recording this, just in case you're listening at a later date. The Fountain of Youth Clubhouse is the perfect way for older adults with health concerns to live in in the homes they love and not be lonely by coming to the clubhouse where we have good food, fun, and friends Monday through Friday from 10 to 4. Come join us. And with that, I'm signing off and wishing you a week of making happy memories. Bye for now. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the last episode. For more information, please go to agingwithgraceinfo.org. That's agingwithgraceinfo.org. Thank you. 
The health club for seniors is your kind of place, so come and join us and age with grace.